This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years... They've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. McKeon and Grillo are back producing this hour in New York City at CBS Sports Radio. McCann with another update here in about 27 minutes. During our breaks, we've been talking about this coronavirus, its connection to sports. And I began with an opening huge opinion about 60 minutes ago where... What's overreaction? What's fake news? What's real news? We need to be concerned, obviously, about the coronavirus. But is this a made-for-media story that has the world frightened right now? 85,000 people. Close to 3,000 have died because of the coronavirus. That has no cure or vaccine sports leagues are monitoring the situation in the u.s i referenced that espn story last hour the top italian professional soccer league isn't playing any games this weekend italy has a little over 1100 people confirmed with the coronavirus only 62 in america and i think you need to see just ravage numbers, and that disease is sweeping the country or a certain area before you would shut down sports or the concerts or schools or these mass public gatherings. Now, it's happening in Japan, and that's where this conversation began. I was listening to Jody Mack on CBS Sports Radio before I was getting ready to come on, and he was delivering opinions on it and taking feedback from his audience. And if this thing is spreading like wildfire, I have no issue with postponing the Olympics for a year. Sports doesn't come before life. 
I know to some it may, and I do sports on the radio for a living, nationally on Saturday nights and statewide in Michigan. By the way, I do want to give a shout-out to one of our newest CBS Sports Radio affiliates, 96.5 The Cave in beautiful Adrian, Michigan. Thank you for carrying CBS Sports Radio and the Saturday Night Hield Show. And in this world we live in with fake news or political undertones where the truth is lost for the sake of clicks, hits. Man, I just look at 62 reported cases in the U.S. I look at 85,000 people, and God bless all of them, 3,000, close to 3,000 who have died, the first in the U.S., where I think that created an alarm when the first reported death in the state of Washington. The victim had the coronavirus, also some other health issues. And I looked at the flu and twelve to 61,000 people die of the flu every year in America. We have a lot of medical issues to worry about, and we get sometimes we lose focus. And if this becomes a virus that's just spreading rampantly every day in this country, you're, you bet, shut down air travel, shut down the mass public gatherings, do what you need to do. Life before anything else. But the sports world, because of public mass gatherings, the sports world is front and center, especially with the Olympics in Japan. There's nothing else. As sport, and maybe some of the concert venues, stadiums, outdoor, you know, the 10, well, the 4,000 to 25,000 seat arenas. Schools, obviously. So I just want your feedback when it comes to sports and the coronavirus. Where are you at? I, you've heard, and I've not gone back and forth, but the doctor from Dallas who's listening on 105.3 FM in the Metroplex spent about eight minutes with us, and it was very interesting to hear his huge opinion on this situation. I give you where I'm at, where I'm unsure, what's real, what's fake, But as a father, I'm ultra-conservative on protecting my children. So you tell me, 1-855-212-4CBS, that's 1-855-212-4227. Let's go to Scott in Alberta, Canada. Thanks for the wait, and you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey there, happy Saturday. Giddy up. Uh, One thing I was thinking about when you were talking about postponing it for a year was, yeah, of course, public safety, actual legitimate public safety that comes first. But when we're thinking about it from a sporting perspective, I know and from the sports I've done, my friends have done, and especially the ones that aren't big TV ones, the Olympics is everything, right? That's like the Super Bowl. And for that reason... So much stuff is centered around the Olympics in these four-year cycles, whether it's funding, whether it's training, whether it's how they structure qualifying. Um, 
I have one friend who's a coach and he signs his contracts in a four year cycle. So it would just be like, it would just be a crazy thing in the sporting world to think about the implications of putting it off for a year. And it kind of makes me wonder if that's doable for that reason. I appreciate your opinion and thanks for listening in Alberta, Canada. And then, well, the other thing would be you just want to have the Olympics. So you wouldn't throw the cycle off. And then you would begin the preparation for four years from now in 2024. If it's spreading like crazy worldwide. Now, again, I don't want to... I've talked about, like, I'm not ranking diseases or talking about, well, there's only 3,000 people dying, but... In a worldwide upwards of 600,000 plus with the flu, I'm not going to start that ranking. Don't get me wrong here. And I'm not being insensitive to the coronavirus. And I will say that first hour had me thinking more after listening to a medical professional from Dallas and some of the facts and numbers. And when you look at this, to me, if there is a contagious disease that can't be stopped in an area, Anywhere in this world, the last thing you need is a stadium full of people. That's it. That's anywhere. That is anywhere. And you don't have, and sporting events are the the stadiums, are the the biggest mass gathering places. For people. So the, in the Olympics, say, you're, you're, you're a worldwide event. And if there's massive cases in Japan of the coronavirus, you just don't have the Olympics. And if postponing it for a year isn't feasible because I'm not part of the Olympic planning committee, then you just cancel it all together. And Japan can use the facilities for their national sports teams or pro sports teams or anything they want to do. So you can join in. one 212 cbs Let's go to John in Massachusetts. Thanks for the wait, and you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Bill. Boy, I love this show. I really do. You, your voice is like... You, you make work very easy. <laughs> well, thanks um, for listening, man. <clears throat> I just had the flu. I'm just over it. Like today, yesterday, I'm a little fatigued right now. It's the worst thing that I'm one of those guys that sleeps and moves his feet. I'm always trying to run somewhere. And uh, I was in bed for like 18 hours. I was just knocked out. And I had a doctor that told me my wife had a brain tumor early in October. And uh, he said, you know, this is going to be a rough little six months for you. You better get a flu. And I didn't listen to him. And what I would tell people is I've been around the medical world for six months. My wife just got a tumor out of nowhere. They took a tangerine-sized tumor out of her head. And, And it was basically it's Frank's and Beans night in my house on Saturday. And the next minute was wife's got a tumor. And... I've been dealing with the medical world for six months now, and I'm telling you, 
I am not going to listen to some blowhat politician telling, telling me that medicine and all this is a hoax, and then the next day someone dies from this disease. And I think we all know who I'm talking about. Uh, I think I'm going to listen to doctors, scientists, because I've been around them and they've done some incredible things in my life in the last six months. And if I took the advice of a doctor, I probably wouldn't have got the flu that knocked me on my tuckish for 18 hours to three days. And I mean, that's the way I kind of see this. Whatever they say, let's not politicize medicine. Let's come up with the best. I result. agree. I, you know, and, and, the, and by the way, how's your, how's your wife doing? She, she lost her eye for a little while, and she got it back um, in the last month. Um, but she did 18 hours of surgery, and it was one of the most people that do that for a living. I think are amazing, amazing people. She would have. Who knows what would have happened to her? We just noticed it was a rare, just a spontaneous. Like, what's wrong with you? Um, but she's doing well, and she's a very, very tough woman. Very proud of her. She's very tough. But it was Franks and Beans night, Bill, in my house. The next minute, I know my wife completely forgot everything. You know, well, and well, you give her give her my best, John, and I, I appreciate will. the call uh, from Massachusetts and. Uh, prayers up for your wife and that everything uh, works out. By the way, one update on Japan and that debate over the Olympics. February 12th, they had 28 reported cases. February 25th, 158. So Japan has chosen to, you know, what, a month off of school and no fans at their Exhibition baseball games, postponing soccer events, no crowds allowed. And that's where some of the debate is. Okay, you have 158 reported cases. It's gone up five times, basically, in two weeks. You start to think, okay, is it going to go up five times the following two weeks? Those are the things you have to watch in Japan and in America. If there's just a, a rampant outbreak, and then you just, it's easy to say Olympics, baseball, soccer, kids' high school sports, you name it, uh, club sports, whatever it is, you shut it down. Let's go to Luke in Houston listening on AM 610 here on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, Huge. How you doing? How you doing, Luke? All right. So, I guess I just want to start off with the fact that the common flu infects somewhere, according to the CDC, between 9.3 and 60 million people a year. That's a huge number, right? Huge. But there's a flu vaccine, as the doctor from Dallas told us, or the there medical professional there said there's a vaccine and there's not one for the coronavirus. Correct, correct, correct. However, what they're not telling you about the coronavirus is that the common healthy person, and I just mean the average citizen in the United States of America, they can contract this virus and survive it like the common flu. Yes, there has been a death, a death in the United States. Thanks a lot, Luke. I appreciate the call in Houston. And 
I get where you're going. It was part of my opening huge opinion where, is this real? Is it going to be an epidemic everywhere? We don't know. I, like I said, it, you get to 100, it's not 100,000 people in Japan, it's a 159 with the coronavirus. And yes, you had the first death in the state of Washington. So you get, it's growing in, in the headlines, read in the Washington Post. Travel restrictions announced affecting Iran, Italy, and South Korea in response to the coronavirus. I think everyone's just taking the safe way here that they don't want to be the ones that didn't do anything and it spreads like wildfire. That's my guess right now. In sports, it's a no-brainer to shut down sports. If if this is just multiplying on a daily basis, and when you look at it, yeah, 159 cases, yeah, it's 159 too many. I, I don't know if it's to that stage yet. But I'm not a doctor, and I agree with the caller from Massachusetts. I'll, I'll I'll put this in the hands of medical professionals, not politicians or people on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to join in, we'll take your feedback. One eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show once again. Here's Huge Bill Simonson. CBS Sports Radio's toll free line one eight five five two one two four two two seven is sponsored by Geico. Whether you own or rent, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at Geico dot com. Easy. McKeon and Grillo making this show fly by, producing back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. McKeon will have an update here in about five minutes. Huge question of the night. Coronavirus, a lot of conversation, a lot of people concerned about it worldwide. Sports is front and center. U.S. pro sports leagues are monitoring the situation. My kids, school district sent me a note on Friday. If it spreads, mass gatherings, school may be canceled. Don't send your kid to school If he or she is sick, sports are already being postponed in countries around the world, Italy, Japan, and especially in Asia. The Olympics, last week this conversation has become almost a a daily part of wherever you get your sports, online, on your mobile device, satellite, you name it, your cable. I don't have an issue with canceling a sporting event if there is a massive outbreak of any disease. I get precautions. Overreacting, I guess, can't really be a word here to some because, well, hey, we took the safe route and, yeah, it never panned out to be this epidemic, but we were safe. 
And I don't think there's any of you listening that would put sports before the uncertainty, the not knowing. As I was talking with McKeon and Grillo back at CBS Sports Radio, it's not knowing. And also, in today's world we live in, it's not knowing what's real and what's fake news. I'll listen to medical professionals. As Richard, the caller, about an hour ago from Dallas I'll listen to them. I won't listen to politicians tell me about this. I won't believe everything I read on Twitter or Facebook. Trained medical professionals, I will listen. That's easy, especially as a father. So you can join in 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. John in Pittsburgh, PA, listening on 93.7 FM. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for taking my call, Bill. Uh, just to start off here, I think uh, what most people should know, before I even make my statements about the uh, numbers I'm going to give you here to the uh, the Spanish flu that took place in 1918, uh, you're not being callous. I'm not being callous about the numbers. Like you said, 3,000 that is doesn't too many, so I don't think that could be said anymore. We we know we know how all this goes on, but to put things in perspective, uh, between 1914 and 1918, when World War World War One was fought, uh, I believe the number was between 15 and 17 million killed in the war. Now, I'm not talking casualties; I'm talking literally killed fighting. Uh, in the 10 month period, 1918, February. In November, December of that year, or November, while the war was still being waged, uh, 30 million people died from that flu. Did I just get a number? 30 million. And then not only that, Bill, but the majority of the people that were dying at that point were the people in their prime between the ages of 21 and 29. These were, like I said, these weren't the elderly weren't infants who sadly in any flu period are the prime target folks who pass, uh, whether it's or anywhere, or people with existing medical conditions, which it sounds like this one individual in Washington who has had. So the point I'm trying to make is that the numbers right now, personally, I'm not concerned yet. Okay, it is March 1st, and so far you probably figure that this coronavirus flu started spreading around December, maybe November of last year. So we're on the beginning stages of this. Now, like you said in the previous uh, segment, if these numbers start to double, like virus, excuse me, like cases start to double across the country, whether it's in Japan or anywhere else, with hindsight being 2020, then yes, don't be, not, the Olympics could be canceled, but we have about six months before that decision needs to be made. And uh, I wouldn't panic at this point, but the one thing I will say about the uh, uh, the news organizations is that the, 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 some of the information that they are giving is actually common-sense information that things are doing during the cold and flu season. Wash your hands. That's the number one thing. Wash your hands during the day. Uh, next thing after that is that if you get sick, don't go to work. Don't send kids to school. And the third thing is, is that if you get sick, go 
that we've been hearing for the last ever since I've been a kid. Force fluid and go bed. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you listening in Pittsburgh on 93.7 FM. Let's grab Don in Texas before we get to an update. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Yes. Uh, yes, we should leave it to the professionals. We have a uh, U.S. Surgeon General that's the head of the uh, Public Health Commission Corps. That's a vice admiral. I believe his name is uh, Jerome Adams, uh, the current Surgeon General. We have the, the Center for the disease control. We have the National Institute of Health. We have uh, state uh, university hospital research. We have a layers of uh, prevention, and my focus is also on the healthcare workers, just as the Ebola epidemic uh, was prevalent a couple of years ago. But my issue is, I'm always amazed at the sanitary ways we handle sporting events. You know, uh, every time I go to a sporting event, uh, my wife has to wait in a long line to use the women's room. Men, we just walk in, do our business. Hopefully we wash our hands before we leave, and we walk out, we go back to the seat. The, the, the wife will come back 10, 15, 20 minutes later, miss portion of the game. So as for these sporting events, why is it important that spectators are at the Olympics? I mean, most of the viewership will come from television or some type of uh, electronic device anyway. And so why do... Uh, they have to have actual spectators at the event. Is that saying that that's a very important part of the sporting event? Uh, isn't it more predicated on television anyway? Or That might be, you know, and Don, thanks for the call in Texas. Appreciate your huge opinion. Not allowing the spectators might be the first move before you would cancel or delay the Olympics in Japan. That the spectators wouldn't be allowed in and it would be what the Olympics are for the most part outside of the host country, a made-for-TV event if this coronavirus continues or grows like wildfire in Japan. You know, will this be a new cycle story that a month from now people aren't talking about it? That there's a vaccine discovered or people with pre-existing health needs were more likely to get the coronavirus as you get more medical information. And it's interesting, Don, that you brought up the Surgeon General because I said the same thing to McKeon and Grillo during the last break. I'm like, you know, instead of the vice president, why not the Surgeon General and a team of the best doctor, Cleveland Clinic, Mayo Clinic, John Hopkins, I, the best doctors in America a coronavirus panel right now. And they tell you what the real deal is. Because I remember a sports doc by the name of Dr. Ed Cornolia. And when the movie concussion was coming out and this football, my God, I'm not going to let my kids play football. They could suffer a brain injury. Nobody was smart enough except for this Dr. K, known as Dr. Ed Cornolia, with Metro Health University of Michigan Health Systems. He was the one who right away, on air, publicly, said we can not have a mob mentality when it comes to something involving medicine. We have to wait for the research, the facts. 
And what's happened now, and it's it was easy then to see, and I talked about this with him on air and off air numerous times, that you separate college and the NFL, and then you have high school and youth football, and it's two different worlds, and now some research comes out about adults who played high school football but didn't play D1 or the NFL, and they had no issues. You know, just some of the facts and some of the common sense. Yes, we need to be concerned. I open with that huge opinion, and I'll stand by it. But we don't know everything just yet. So we can't cancel everything. Sports, school, Olympics, you've got to be safe, but also have common sense in this. So we'll get to more huge opinions. You can join in 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Callers online. North America will hear you next. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's huge Bill Simonson. Tomorrow night at 8 Eastern. The toughest sports on dirt takes the stage in Kansas City for the Caterpillar Classic PBR. Professional bull riders only on the CBS Sports Network. Maybe Rome will be working that to work off the 17 mil. Three-year deal. It will go to 10 if CBS Television retains the rights to the NFL. I think he's worth it. There was a second better with ESPN. That's why it went up. Talk about that later in the broadcast. I'll deliver a huge opinion. We are discussing sports and the coronavirus that now has gone to the level of 85,000 worldwide infected, near 3,000 on people who have or died from the disease that has no vaccine or no cure. And, you know, as you just Google and go through some of these stories, you know, from a couple of days ago, Associated Press report names Italians, Lorenzo uh, Gagli and Eduardo Molinari as players who are being isolated to determine if they've been infected with the coronavirus. You know, we talked about Italy and no top-shelf soccer games this weekend. So you have the reality there with the world of sports, a debate which kind of started this conversation about the Olympics. That last week we started to get word that they would look at May possibly as a time to decide whether the Olympics will go on, and that that has been broached because of the coronavirus. And the question is, is this a wildfire based on fear when you compare it to flu and other medical issues in America and the world? Or is it going to be something that's just going to be doubling, tripling, and growing worldwide and there's no cure? You've had stories that the Red Sox had 
Uh, Cha Jung Lu, a right-handed pitcher from Taiwan. He was being quarantined as the Red Sox exercised, quote, overabundance of caution. This from the Boston Globe from a few days ago. Asian Football Confederation postponed a March 14th meeting in Beiran and went on April 16th in Kuala Lumpur. Governments have announced more than 20 cases of the virus in both Malaysia and Bahrain. Virus also affected soccer matches on the continent with Asian Champion League games involving Chinese clubs postponed to April and May. I mentioned the postponed matches in Italy. Japan's professional soccer league, the J-League, is postponing 94 games that were scheduled for March 14th. Japanese baseball teams are playing without spectators. That goes then to the Olympics conversation in Japan. Ireland's Six Nations rugby match against Italy in Dublin was postponed. I mean, these are now U.S. pro leagues are monitoring the situation, but they're not postponing any games or playing to empty stadiums, but in other places around the world, that overabundance of caution that the Red Sox did in quarantining a pitcher from Taiwan, other countries are just shutting down sports, it looks like, for the most part. So we're asking you, the Olympics, I think the right thing is to wait another month and see where they're at in April and May. And if you have to postpone it for a year, I don't see it as that big of a deal considering you don't know where this virus is going. And that would be, you know, mid-April, late April. So people who made travel arrangements... Fortunately, you might have to eat something in terms of money. Or you postpone it for a year and you have the Olympics in 2021. You don't have to requalify. It's all the same teams. So we'll take your feedback on 855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Let's go to Bob in Maryland. Thanks for the wait. And you're on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, Bob. I'm glad you brought this subject up. Back uh, oh, six decades ago, I was a medic, a corpsman. Today, I, if I try to get a job, if I came out of the service and it was today and I was young again, I would be an EMT. I finished number one in my class. Uh, I'm not a physician, of course, but uh, I work with a great, great amount of them in the military. Uh, you can't uh, diagnose this thing because nobody knows what it is. And uh, you know one absolute thing about this thing. The only cure for this is a vaccine. You've got to have a vaccine to conquer this thing. Otherwise, it's going to continue on its merry way. And I've heard that Israel has stated they're trying within the next three months to develop uh, such a vaccine. You, you, people don't understand. If you're young, for instance, and you got resistance and all this good things about your health, you probably could resist this thing. But that doesn't mean you're not a carrier. You could still spread it to other people. You understand what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah, you know, I do, Bob, and thanks for the call in Maryland. I, I get it, and I don't want to break down too much medically because unless we're, and I appreciate you serving the country as a medic, but I'll listen to the medical professionals. Twitter and Facebook and politicians will not guide my personal decision-making on this when it comes to what I think and also what's best for my family. Let's go to Kim in Miami, Florida. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Yeah, hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How's life in Miami? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, loud and clear. Okay, yeah. Um. Oh, Miami's wonderful. You have a comment? Yeah, I do. Um, the caller from the last segment and some of the statements coming out of the um, president's side, I do believe, you know, the healthy people, they may catch it and, and then they will recover. However, they may also be carriers. And we are all in this together. I, unfortunately, am one of the people who am medically vulnerable. If it happens to get to me in Miami, there's a good chance that I could be dead, um, you know, however long it takes afterward, especially because as a former member of the U.S. national team, I suffered near drowning and actually woke up from coma having survived pneumonia. So I remember waking up and not being able to breathe and thinking this is my last breath. And it feels like there's a strong man holding you so tight that you can't breathe and you just think this is your last breath. And somehow I survived that 20 years ago. But right now when I hear that these people who are respiratory compromised are just dying from this virus, you know, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to die. Well, you, 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 you'll be okay, people. Kim. Well, what national team were you on, Kim? Um, the U.S. National Sailing Team. We were training for the 202 Pre-Olympics in Athens. Awesome. Well, Kim, thank you for the call in Miami, and just take care of yourself. You'll be okay. Uh, Anne in Wisconsin, I got about 35 seconds. What's on your mind? Good evening, Bill. How you doing? Um, I'm... I'm uh, doing okay. My cat fell into the Xerox machine. Now I have a copycat. Um, okay. Quick, I got about 20 seconds. Okay. The. Um, oh, okay. When I was young, um, the common cold was called rhino virus, a virus. And a right. rhino because of the nose. And- okay, and Anna, I'm going to have to have you stay on hold. I'll try and get to you coming up at the top of next hour. we got to get to a break along the network and an update from Mike McCann. If you want to join in, one 855 Also, tweet me at Saturday Huge on Twitter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.